Welcome to Sojourn Grace Collective, a progressive Christian church in San Diego. In our community, we affirm all that makes you, you. We celebrate your race, sexual orientation, and gender identity. We honor your socioeconomic status, physical abilities, and religious creeds. Because here at Sojourn, we believe it all belongs. To learn more, visit us online at SojournGrace.com, where you can explore what makes our faith community different, discover resources to help you find wholeness in your life, and partner with us in our mission through tax-deductible contributions. Thank you for joining us today, and may you know, above all else, that you are a loved child of God, full stop. Welcome to Sojourn. Hey, Colby, it's me again. But this time, instead of writing a letter to a past version of us, I want to say a few things to current us. Today's Easter, and as you know, this year for Lent, our community has been writing letters to past versions of ourselves in order to prepare us for the eventual death of some of our religious ideas, hopes, and expectations. This idea has found some resonance in our community because, as we know, many, if not all, those who find themselves at Sojourn have stories to tell of how they used to think this, but now they think that. How they used to believe this way, and now they're not so sure. And remarkably, this space, known as Sojourn Grace Collective, has come to be a space of safety for you and for others to speak these things out loud. I want to take a moment to just sit with that, current Colby. We really have created something special, haven't we? And yet it's not entirely what we imagined when we set out on this adventure. Two decades ago, when we first got into this game, we envisioned ourselves contributing to the larger Christian body by serving as a pastor which meant, among other things, that we would teach people how, well, how to be a Christian, I guess. And that admittedly sounds a bit funny to us now, but that was the model handed down to us. As we understood it, churches were where people went to study the scriptures so that they might know God better. The goal was to build up a kind of faith resilient in the face of doubt rigid against the whims of culture and resistant to the attacks of the heretics, the false prophet, and the three-syllable liberals. And yeah, here we are, huh? (laughs) Routinely, uh, camera, we're good? Okay. And yet here we are now routinely receiving the epithets of heretic and false teacher and others that are not mentionable for Easter Sunday all while proudly donning the descriptor of liberal. (laughs) We're still a Christian, on most days at least, and we're still pastoring, even if, like you told Jay Leno a couple weeks ago, it's with a soft P. (laughs) We're still trying to lead a church too. Although these words, lead and church, they've come to mean totally different things than when we started out. 
which is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. As you recall, our training in how to quote lead, it focused primarily on building a community of like-minded believers. The goals were to organize people around the worship of God, to study the Bible and to witness to the unsaved. And the church part, well, that was pretty clear. That was just the building that you worked at. That was the place to house the aforementioned worship and the Bible study. And it was where you said to the world, you can come here to learn how to be a Christian. But nowadays, it seems like leading a church is less like standing at the base of a mountain saying, hey, everyone, follow me. <laughs> I know the path that can get you to the top. And it's more like clearing out a space down at sea level, setting up a campsite for all those who've fallen off or fallen down the mountain. Exhausted from your hike? Come on over and rest for a while. Starved for a nourishment of the soul and not just information for the mind? Come on over and just sit by the fire and gaze into its embers. Wounded from being shoved off the trails by people that you trusted? Come on over. I can't promise that you're not going to get hurt at our camp, but I do promise to not shove you. And what if the role of pastor is less about getting people to believe the right things and it's more like, I don't know, making sure that the fire stays lit and that there's enough sleeping bags to go around? It's kind of amazing if you think about it. You and I, have, we've been pushed off that mountain a couple of times, huh? We, we know what it's like to be bamboozled by the dogmatic declaration that there's only one way up the mountain. We know what it's like to then be swindled into believing, okay, maybe the point is still to get to the top, but you just got to try this other cooler path over here. Unfortunately, when we came tumbling off the cliffs, dusty and hungry and scared and alone, there wasn't much of a camp nearby for us, was there? Looking back, no one would have blamed us for walking away from the mountain for good. We could have just headed on back to town, dropped off our hiking and camping gear at the first Goodwill we saw, and decided it's just fancy hotels and beachside cabanas from here on out. But we knew, didn't we? Somehow we knew that that never would have worked for us. I'm not sure how we knew, but we knew. Somehow we felt deep in our bones that we couldn't we couldn't leave the mountain entirely. It's just we also knew that we'd never again try and climb it using the old familiar trails or the folded up hand-me-down maps. So we stuck around at the base of that mountain, foraging, surviving, wondering. I'd like to think maybe we stayed there at the base because we knew that all around the base of the mountain were other wounded and lonely people equally in need of healing and belonging. So we had to stick around and, 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 and care for them. Maybe. Maybe that was part of it. Although I am a bit suspicious of that narrative because it conveniently places us in the heroic, overly altruistic savior role. And we know ourselves better than that. We're a, li we're, we're a little bit too selfish for that to have been our main motive, right? 
So maybe we stayed out of the, near the mountain out of fear. Sure, the wilderness isn't what we dreamed it would be. Um, and we hated much of what it stood for. And we hated how it treated us and how it treated others. But at least there's a kind of familiarity there. And it's scary to leave that which we've only ever known, even if we know it isn't exactly good for us. So, I don't know, maybe it was fear. Or maybe we stayed and we set up a camp and we cooked our s'mores and we cleared out the brambles because, damn it, we weren't going to let the guys up on the mountain pretending like they own the place tell us what to do. We'll find our own way up, thank you very much. And it's going to be better anyway. I don't know. I'm sure all of that was mixed in along with some other things. I mean, the truth is we do love helping and caring for people. And we are a little bit afraid to leave the only job and the only way of life we've ever known. And we do have streaks of rebellion and contrarian running through our veins. I wonder though, if maybe the reason we stayed, maybe the reason that we took the, the few tools that we had left and the limited resources still on our packs, maybe the reason we did our best to find space to set up camp and stick around was Maybe we just love the mountains. Or maybe even more to the point, we just trusted that the mountains love us. What if we stayed because we just wanted to? What if we just desired whatever it is that calls us to the mountains? Like I said, Colby, today's Easter. And for the time being, at least, you're still leading a church. It's not necessarily what we imagined it would be, but it's beautiful nonetheless. These days, leading looks more like volunteering to say the hard part out loud. I'll go first. <laughs> and church looks more like this gorgeous and diverse collective of people, both near and abroad, not unified by a shared doctrine or religious obligation, but brought together because the smoke signals from our little fire have let wounded people stumbling off the mountain know that here they'll find safety. Here they'll find respite. Here they'll find belonging. Over the years, it's been tempting for us to see our work as mostly just sort of offering shelter to those that are disillusioned by religion and wounded by the church. And to be sure, that is one of the roles that our little campsite plays. That's beautiful, but, but it's not just that. It's not just that. We aren't only sitting around the fire and talking about the failings of the mountain guides or the trappings of the trails. It's also a place where we discover the courage to put our toes in the ground once again, once we're ready. It's also the place where we find I don't know, maybe a little bit of, let's try standing on our own two feet again. It's this, it's this place where we can practice once again when we're ready what it feels like to believe something. Even though we're learning to believe in a different way, where we hold it a little more loosely knowing that we could be wrong or that years down the road we might change our mind later. But for now, this is what I believe and it's enough. These past few weeks in our series, we've been reflecting on some of the things that we've said goodbye to. 
some of the ideas and the beliefs that we've laid to rest. But today, today is a day of new life and new creation. So on this Easter Sunday, while we're gathered together with friends and family, both in person and virtually, telling once again this story of resurrection, present day Colby, I'm wondering if we can take a moment to celebrate a few of the things that you and I still believe after all these years, sitting by this fire at this campsite next to the mountain. We believe that God is and that God does. <laughs> and we believe that if God exists, then that God insists. And that this God insisting is love. We believe that people are human. And that's neither good nor bad. It just is. <laughs> we just are. And in our isness, we contain multitudes. We contain these instincts and these intuitions that sometimes lead us toward goodness. And then we also possess real capacity to muck things up, to hurt ourselves and others and our planet. We believe that we're in need of salvation, Oof. because salvation is really just finding wholeness. And uh, sometimes we get fragmented from time to time. We believe that we all need forgiveness. Because if no one or nothing lets us know that it's okay, that we're okay, then we just suffer under the weight of the aforementioned capacity to muck things up. And we also believe that we need to forgive, often and sincerely. Because sometimes we are the keepers of others' anchors, holding them down in their mistakes. And when we forgive them, we set them free to once again know that they are enough. We believe that redemption is real and possible and good because every time the sun goes down, it's just preparing to rise again. There's no such thing as irredeemable. No such thing as lost causes. And we believe that compassion, compassion can flood the globe and provide it with everything it needs for healing. Judgment, pff, that can come and go. That stuff's hard. But compassion, that's always in style. That's always beneficial. There's always space for that. We believe that even if a person could somehow get to the top of the mountain, even if they could play by all the right rules and believe all the right things, that what they're going to find up there <laughs> are just more trees and rocks and dirt. You know, typical mountain things. And we believe that right here in our little camp at the base of the mountain, we just got to look around. And we too can see trees and rocks and dirt. Because it turns out the best things in life, the truest things in life, these cannot be contained by any one religion, path, or institution. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear. And lastly, because it's Easter, we believe in resurrection. We believe in new beginnings. We believe in dead things finding life again because we believe darkness will find light and sorrow will find joy. The path that Jesus chose took him to an early death because that path was paved in love, mercy, and a refusal to take up arms. And such a path is dangerous to powerful empires. His path was one of sacrifice, of standing in the face of the worst that humans are capable of and saying, I receive it. 
because I want to show you that the worst of us, the worst parts of us, is not actually how this thing ends. Colby, we may not believe as much as we used to. But rest assured, the things that we believe now are no less powerful. They offer us meaning and purpose. They are our North Stars and our deepest roots. And so, let's keep a log on the fire, baby. Let's maybe put up another tent or three. Because there will always be people coming off that mountain looking for healing and belonging and purpose. And some are going to walk right past us on their way to town, and that's okay. You, 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 you know that way makes sense for all sorts of reasons. But for those who want to stay close to the trees and keep their toes in the dirt, for those stumbling around because it's the middle of the night and they've lost their matches and someone took away their flashlight, for them, let us remain. Let us keep a log on the fire. Let us keep a thermos of coffee warm so that we might greet the next pilgrim to our camp with a smile as we hug them and tell them, it won't be night forever, I promise. Welcome home. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast for Sojourn Grace Collective. You can always be a part of our virtual church by watching the live stream on YouTube or Facebook at 10 a.m. Pacific. Before you go, we wanted to tell you that a large portion of Sojourn's financial support comes from listeners like you, people who want to express their gratitude for our ministry and who are thrilled to know that a church like Sojourn exists. If that's you and you'd like to partner with us in this work, please visit sojourngrace.com slash donate, where you can make a one-time donation or sign up to be a monthly supporter. It was an honor to have you with us today. As you go about your week, may you take with you the words that we say at the end of all of our gatherings. Be brave because you're a child of God and be kind because so is everyone else.